Uh, we're in our third part of a series we've just simply called Ebenezer. And yeah, we toyed with you a little bit and kind of made your mind go one way and thinking it was going to be all Scrooge-ish and, and all of that. And it's uh, really about Jesus is our Ebenezer. That is, it is a, it is a biblical word. It is a Hebrew word for, of stone of help. And at this time of the year, we celebrate the greatest gift that humanity has ever received. Jesus. And God sent us His Son to help us. Jesus is our Ebenezer. He is our stone of help. That is what He is for us. And we have looked at that as <clears throat> on the last couple of weeks. What that means, we looked at, at the Old Testament uh, prophetic scriptures that pointed to what Jesus would be for us, our source of life, the place where we are, are hidden in and have direct access to God. And this week, we're going to learn what it means that Jesus is our, our cornerstone. We sang about it today, that he's our foundation and what it means to really embrace that and to build on it. See, 1 Samuel seven twelve says, Then Samuel took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shin and he named it Ebenezer. We talked about that's a compound word that he created right there. This stone, this building stone of help. That that is what God has, that thus far has he helped us. That it is a stone of help. And when we look at this, this, this concept of it being a Jesus, being our cornerstone. This is a, it's something we didn't just choose. This was a, a picture that God wanted us from way back in Old Testament times to get this picture, this foundation, this, this place that everything is aligned with and everything is built on and everything rests on. You know, we're standing right here in a building that has a foundation. And we, every building that's going to remotely last has a foundation. And, and so we, we can kind of grasp that. But a cornerstone is not something that we normally think about and do. A cornerstone, especially in construction back then when they didn't pour concrete and all of those different things, that, that their foundations were made of a bunch of stones put together. And they started the whole thing with a cornerstone, with a stone that, was, that they spent tons of time on that was level and true and its corners were exactly right. And they set that cornerstone in level and lined it up because everything after that, everything after that came back and was built off of that cornerstone. Then that wall was going to be built lining up with this. The, everything going up was going to be built with it. Everything grew out of that cornerstone. So the cornerstone isn't just kind of a piece of the foundation. It's the foundation to the foundation. It's that first piece. You don't, their foundations weren't even begun until the cornerstone was laid, until it was placed in. And the first place we really see this is Psalms 118, 22 and 23. We referenced this scripture our first week. It says, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The stone which the builders rejected. They looked. They were looking to build something. And they checked it out and said, nope. Now, we've done a little bit of construction projects, and I've taken Carson. He really enjoys building, and I take him to Lowe's, and we go over there, and we look at the two-by-fours, and I've taught him how to pull a two-by-four out and 
look down it and twist it and make sure it's right and straight. And, and the, the, the ones that have a little bit of warp in them, well, you kick them to the side. You reject them. And you pick the good ones, the straight ones, the ones that are, you want to build with. Well, the, the, this Jesus is referred to as one that they checked it out. That the, that, the, that the chief priests and the elders and whatnot, that they were aware of what he, who he said he was and what he could do and rejected it. Rejected it. We see all through the scriptures. I'm always amazed at the places where the, where the, where the scribes and the Pharisees and the leaders, if you're not familiar with that term, the leaders of that day that should have known. They knew that he could do miracles. And they tried to catch him doing it when they thought he shouldn't be doing it. I mean, over and over again. Oh, yeah, he, he, has, he has authority over devils. He can cast them out, but he's got this authority illegitimately. Everything. They didn't deny a lot of who he was as God. They just said he didn't fit with our picture. This is wrong. And we've cast him aside. And Psalms 118 says, The Lord which the, which the builders rejected, those rejected, has become the chief cornerstone. We looked at the first week that we don't. We need to make sure we don't reject any aspect of who Jesus is that we're going to be building on Him. It says, this was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. You know, I can, I can be redundant sometimes. And then again, I can be redundant and I can repeat myself. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for those that appreciate my cheesy humor. And uh, sometimes I get redundant with it. And um, but any time that I, I repeat something as a parent, any time we see things repeated, it's usually because it's pretty important. You know, when you look at that, the New Testament is full of references to the Old Testament. And there's a lot of references where, where something is referenced one time. And obviously that's significant. But there's just a handful of scriptures that are referenced multiple times. The most referenced scripture that's in the New Testament that references the Old Testament is the Old Testament scripture of Leviticus, Leviticus 18, 19, which tells us to love our neighbor. We pretty much understand that as a cornerstone piece of what it means to be a New Testament believer even now when it's so much we want hatred wants to rise up. It is to love, to love, to love our neighbor. It's repeated 11 times that New Testament writers reference that one. They're like, don't forget about this one. Bring it back. It was Jesus. It was the apostles. All of it. That one gets referenced. Another one is Psalms 110. It gets referenced six times. It gets pulled back up six times, which basically says that Jesus is going to win. Said that he was going to put the, his enemies under his feet. That, that we're on the winning side. We get reminded of that Old Testament scripture six times in the New Testament. Don't want us, to, New Testament readers, to forget this is, a, this is a big piece of who we are. Another one that's repeated six times is Daniel 7.13, which is that Jesus is coming back. That he hadn't just bolted off into that, that he's coming back. Where were New Testament writers reference that Daniel scripture six times? Bring it back up. That he's coming back. Why? Because we as New Covenant believers, we as New Covenant believers need to be looking for his return. We need to be aware that he wins. And we need to love our neighbors as ourselves. But there's one more scripture that is referenced six times. There's not any other ones that are referenced as many as these. And <clears throat> we're pretty sure that those three are pretty important. This one right here. Psalms 118. 
The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The place where we're supposed to, it is referenced six times. New Testament writers. <clears throat> Jesus utilizing it. Peter utilizing it. Paul utilizing it over and over again. They always love to serenade me here. <laughs> always love it. Don't get jealous, baby. It's not a real lady. That's a recording. Sometimes I got to get her simmered down. This is a big deal. This is a big deal that we need to embrace, that our whole lives have to be built on Christ, that everything has to come back to Him. Everything that we build, if we're building on anything that's not based in the ministry and the work of Jesus Christ, we're building wrong. Everything comes back to that. Everything does. Everything does. And for the sake of time, we're, I've, I've given you these scriptures in here that we, that we get reference. Matthew 21 is Jesus reading it because <clears throat> he's being attacked by the Pharisees. And he says, have you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Mark <clears throat> gives that, that account. Luke gives that account. Acts. We have Peter who's just being hung out to dry because they, a guy got healed yet again on the Sabbath time and they're all upset. And Peter says, this is the stone which the builders rejected, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other and no other name under heaven given by which men must be saved. And then in First Peter, Peter uses it again to... <clears throat> That uh, talking about you and I being living stones, and as the as the he's building the body of Christ, the 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 true temple, not built with human hands, that God's looking to inhabit us, us being living stones, and that we are connected. And he uses that scripture there in verse six, for in the scripture says, "See, I lay in a stone in Zion a chosen and precious cornerstone." And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. And then it's again used in Ephesians. It's used over and over again. We have to recognize that. We, Jesus, yes, we embrace him as Savior. He is our Savior. But he's not just that. We don't just slip him in our pocket and go, boom, I got the Savior I needed. And then go on with life. We build off of that. That's the starting place. That's not the end that's not the end. Isn't that awesome? New life is not where and being alive with God and forgiveness isn't the end result. That's where we start. The most important piece of eternity, we start with that as believers. And then we begin to be renewed. Everything else, every other religion tries to sit there that if you do everything right, maybe you achieve this thing. And with God, we start there. Boom. It's ours. And then we grow from that. Ah, oh, it is just absolutely so beautiful. So what does this mean? What does this mean building on Jesus as our foundation? Well, first off, we have to understand that it makes all the difference in life. Little Emily Parker's dad is evidence of that. Just... I mean, just moments after that. We've got a little video that we want to run that, that just, just helps us understand and wrap up 
this Matthew 7 of building on rock or building on sand. chosen Christ your foundation is firm it's firm it is the the anchor like the song was saying it it, it penetrates the veil that it, it goes to where it is into the very presence of God is what that illusion is it's a Jewish reference and it goes to that that presence of God that was on the other side of the veil the veil that Jesus torn and made totally access us available to have access to the presence of God that is folks that is what makes all the difference in building, building on that foundation. Jesus says here in Matthew 7 that either we're going to choose to build on the, the shifting sands or we're going to choose to build on the rock. And the difference, the difference, that rock is his words. It says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams hit and all of the other stuff. Life went haywire. And when we embrace the truth of what Jesus said, that is the rock. That's why we study this Bible. That's why we dig into it. That's why I challenge y'all to, to read through it in a year. We're about to start it again. That's why we say that, guess what? All of us can hear God and read and, and can write and, and be a part of our blog because the Bible's talking to you too. It doesn't just talk to some elite priests or, or clergy. He's, you're alive in Him and God's speaking to you through His Word. He wants you to embrace it. And that's why our goal as a church is to know Him better. What better to know Him than what He's already written out for us and to trust Him more? That's what we want to do. I'm going to finish out the rest of this. I'll pull the rest of this into, into next week and we'll, we will cover that. I don't want to rush through it. What I do want to do, I want the worship team to come. 
I want the worship team to come up here. And I want us, I want us to go out of here with this song, Cornerstone. I want us to sing this together. Our lives are built on that. You've made Jesus Christ your Savior. That is what we're built on. That is what we're praying for, for these families, that they will have the strength that God provides in the middle of this. But before we get into this, before we sing this together and go out of here, I want to make available. If you're here this morning and you simply need to say yes to Christ. It's not yes to join in a church. It's not yes to, to a bunch of religious activity. It's yes that, that <clears throat> Jesus matters. That He took care of the sin part. And that He gives us new life. And you're ready to choose that. If you're here this morning... And you'd like to do that, then let's just pray. Let's just get that done.